Good morning. Good morning. Hello, hello, hello. Don't you normally go hello, hello, hello? You don't look that enthusiastic this morning. Well, they can't <laughs> see my face. Uh, okay, so um, controversial topic for this week. What? What? Um, you said you had some feedback from last week. Somebody well, asked you a question. There's lots of lots of questions that people have asked. One has been. What is the difference between Holy Spirit and angels? What does the angels do? What does the Holy Spirit do? Um, the point of differentiation. Why do you need Holy Spirit? Why do you need angels? You know, um, that's one question. The other question was um, not necessarily on the topic of last week, but more regarding why are some books in the Bible not there, or who decided to keep some books and and why are other books not there and should we be respecting it? So, for example, in the Dead Sea Scrolls, there's a number of books in there that's not in the Bible. For example, the Book of Enoch. Ethiopians have the Book of Enoch in their Bible. Um, if you look at the what the people call the first Bible, which is the they, they call it the first Bible. It doesn't mean it is the first Bible, but it's the ninth, the 144 B, um, sorry, 144 A.D. books is the first Bible. Uh, it basically has similar to the book of Luke and a few of the epistles, they say that's the Bible that we should be using. We should not be using the Old Testament. We shouldn't be using a number of other books. So there's been a number of questions that this week. Um, I'm not sure we have to, need to go into them, but those are some of the questions that we received. Any questions that you got? No, I didn't get any specific questions, but I feel like we have had some conversation around books of the Bible, original translations. Uh, yeah, I feel like we've had a lot of that discussion and we could maybe save it for that another day. I think we have other topics that we can talk about. Okay, like, like what topic do you want to talk about? Well, not that I want. I'm just thinking of some controversial things that have come up in the last uh, two weeks. Okay, what, like the Sabbath, pork? <laughs> yes, the Sabbath, pork, pride. Oh, pride. Yeah. yeah. You know the issue with uh, you know how do you how do you treat people? You know, it, I mean it's it's June, the month of June, which is a month made by the Lord. Even though June is is a the name does not come from the Lord, but He made the months, He made the days and the years, and and Satan tries to hijack it. So mm -hmm. you know you see a lot of different reactions. Uh, you see a lot of people standing up, a lot of people standing for things, against things. So it's an interesting conversation to have. Okay. So do you want to, do you want to talk about talk about that? What do you want? What are you, up to you, I don't mind. Um, well, let's just talk about that. So if someone asks you this question, they say, well, it's Pride Month, and you need to be more tolerant. As a Christian, you need to be more tolerant. You need to show love. Mm -hmm. You need to show love to um, people that are gay. LGBTQ plus 15ST1. You have to show love to people. And mm. statements like that are not very loving. Yeah. So, so <laughs> how do you respond? And how should we respond? Well, I, I think we always have to respond that the Lord is, the God is a God of love. He is the love and He defines what love is and He defines he defines what is is his creation. 
but in terms of how do you respond to people, I don't go around judging people for their sin and their rebellion. And we all have ways that we rebel against against God and His Word. Um, I'm not here to change people's hearts. That's something the Lord does. And my job is to introduce people to Jesus. And that's what I need to do. But I think that there are lines that are being crossed now which have never been crossed before. Because, let's be, let's be clear, gay people have been around... Gay... Sexual interactions have been around for millennia. It's mm. not. It's not something that just happened in 2023. Mm. Uh, there are people who have chosen a lifestyle that they. I mean, I have. You know, I understand what Scripture says, but there's a lifestyle which people have chosen, which I believe is in rebellion to God. But there's a difference between saying, "Okay, the Lord's given us all free choice. We all choose with what." choices we make throughout the day but there's a difference when those choices are being forced or indoctrinated into children and being introduced to children at ages where parents need to decide how do they introduce the conversation of of, of sex oh, so, so that's the issue that you really have is the the fact that they uh, that the there's an evil force pushing the indoctrination into children mm-hmm. Versus letting people, they can do what they want to do. When they're adults. Yeah, they can do what they want to do. Um, and it's and it's wrong according to the Bible. I don't believe it's wrong. We know it's wrong according to the Bible. Just, just like, like adultery Just is like wrong. adultery is wrong. Just like pornography is of wrong. Of course, so let's not get one, focus on one and not the other. No, there's many sins. Yeah. There are many sins. And lying, uh, you know, bearing false witness, there's there's many sins. So the the issue really is... The but the difference is also is the uh, the sin is not celebrated. You know, no one's celebrating. Oh yes, we are liars. Oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, let's be adulterers. Uh, let's be uh, fornicators. Let's watch pornography. Nobody's celebrating that, but they are celebrating homosexuality. That's the issue. It's not even the homosexuality. I mean, it, it's going further than that. It's celebrating. Uh, uh, sexual interaction between adults and children. That's part of the LGBTQ, the list. So, the, so, so pedophilia. Pedophilia, which is, and they say, you know, it's okay to have sex with young people. Uh, it's it's all kinds of distorted sexual perversions. It's, it, it incorporates everything. So once you open the door to something, which I think, you know, started with the sexual revolution in the 60s. Once you open the door to tolerating all sexual, deviant sexual behavior, you open the door to everything. And so what's now happening is we have children who cannot drive till they, are, well, they, they can't get their license till they're 16, 17. They're not allowed to drink in some provinces and states till they're 19. Um, can't buy cigarettes, but... They are being given the choice to mutilate their bodies, literally mutilate, cutting off body parts. That is the sickest, most perverted thing I have ever heard. Children having body parts removed that can never be replaced, that they can never reproduce, mm-hmm. and, and, and will never know the full beauty and value of, for example, being a woman and having a baby, or being a man and, and standing up and leading his family and... and, and you know, standing for standing for truth, 
And for me, that is the lines are crossed when, when, when it starts to indoctrinate children. I mean, why do we have to have flags flying at schools? Because that flag represents sexual choices. We're not flying the Playboy flag everywhere. We're not flying, you know, why do we have to have a flag that, that represents sexual choices? And in elementary school, what, what do children know about sexual choices in elementary school? I mean, they shouldn't even know about high school, although we have a very, trans, a very sexualized culture. But just think about the concept. That flag represents all kind of deviant sexual behavior. And we want to hang it out next to wow. the Canadian flag. I, I think any, any person that uh, has worth any character or any morals, when they hear the fact of pride, pride is never a good thing. And when when people talk about pride, even the name pride, mm-hmm. f- forget about what it represents. But the name pride itself should be a red flag for anybody. It's mm-hmm. like saying uh, Satan's f- fall was because of pride. And pride is the starting point for people to deviate from God. So it's, that's been celebrated. So, yeah, I think the name should be a clear flag. Second, if one of the questions that people will say, well, no, you should love people. And I always tell people, well, you, I love people that want to commit suicide, but I'm going to try and stop them. I want to help them so they don't commit suicide. Why is it? I, I heard a stat that the people that actually have done, um, that have gone down that route of, for example, tr- transgender stuff, what is the, the stat of how many of those people commit suicide or commit 45%. 45% so, suicide rate. But the people will say to you, oh, no, 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 but that's because of the bully and because society's rejected them. Uh, well, not not according to the testimonies I've heard. Like even this morning we've heard of a testimony of one lady um, that went down that route and how she suffered from depression. And then she she actually went, someone invited her to church and she said, well, okay. She went to church and when she went to church she had an encounter. Uh, She encountered God. And when she encountered God, she was able to... um, deal with some of the stuff, see, see it for what it really is. And then somebody prayed for her or cast out the demon of Jezebel and a few demons, and she was set free. Now, obviously, she has to go and fix up all the things that she started, right? The testosterone tablets, all these kind of things. Now, she has to reverse it. Now, she might be damaged for the rest of her life, okay, because of what she did. But she now has freedom. Now she understands what peace is. And sometimes, you know, it's one of those kind of things that you can't tell somebody who is suffering to have peace. They have to experience it. In other words, have an encounter with, with God, and then God will reveal himself to them and set them free. Because sometimes when you're in a depressed state, they don't know they're in a depressed state. They just feel like everybody's against them. They are a victim of society. Victim. And But I also think how amazing it is that in um, in a Muslim country, do you think Pride Month will be in a Muslim country? No, that's why it makes me laugh when you have all these companies like Mercedes, BMW, all these work companies. They change their flags and they change their signs and their cars for the for, for so-called Pride Month in all the Western countries, but in all the Muslim and and and, and Arabic countries. They don't change their logo. They don't put that the 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 color six color flag in, in any of their logos. They change it. Why? Because they know it affects their bottom line. They're cowards. But it seems like people are fighting back and standing up 
because you know you know what's happened with uh, Bud Light putting mm-hmm. transgender Dylan Mulvaney on their well, on their beers. Would you ever like even if they apologize? I don't know if they ever apologize. I don't think they would. But would you ever any of these companies that have done these things? Would you ever support them financially? The thing is, Andre, where do you cross the line with mm-hmm. supporting companies who go woke or go against our ideals and beliefs? Like, at what point? Because I'm sure that every single place that we shop at has got some ideology which we are against. I mean, even company, you, you know, you and I have worked for in the past mm-hmm. have, have have very woke ideologies. And so do we not support their products? Do we not speak to people? And I, I don't think we can walk around saying you, you're not going to support anybody all the time mm-hmm. because that's hypocritical. I think there is a line that's drawn, though. And what's that line? I'm not sure because I think my line is, I, I, you know, we had Chick-fil-A this week. You know, much we love Chick-fil-A. It's a Christian company. I like the fact they're closed on Sundays, even though that's not their original Sabbath day. But uh, Truett was saying that white people should be washing black people's feet. And he's likening it to when Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. Mm-hmm. And now we should, in humiliation, as white people, wash the feet of black people. So now do I never go to Chick-fil-A because of, you know, this this guy who's a Christian, I know. So, so you have a problem with washing different color people's feet? No, but that wasn't the context of it. It's the context of it that white people should be washing black people's feet as retribution and a uh, repentance for the slavery. And even though the they had nothing to do with it. Even none of us were even alive at the time. Yeah. And so you say to yourself, so, so well, the sins so of the you... father, Baba even talks about the sins. It's like, it's like, it's like, but I, again, if you go to, that's a slippery slope, right? Well, but, that's my point. Because the reality was, um, I know of in Egypt, there were slaves, right? And there were a lot of black people in Egypt they used to have the slaves. slaves that were being were sold a, to America were black, because of black people owning their own slaves the who shipped them off Arabs have slaves Arabs there's more slavery today than ever there's there was the Irish slaves remember the Irish to the South to, Americans so Spanish where do you draw the line the Chinese stop even. the victim mentality right it's like a Satan Satan had the same thing oh woe's me why don't you accept me and so Satan is trying to cause this confusion, tries to give the victim mentality, because when you start seeing the victim mentality, then you start patting yourself on the back. That's the starting point of pride. Oh, look at how hard done by we are. But even if I look at the world, if I look at the population of the world, do you know which, if we talk about color, which color is the least in terms of population? The whites. Isn't that sad? Right? It's not that, it's not... But then, the, but then Satan makes out as if it's the white supremacists, the white racists, the white... It's like they're trying to be... And what squashed. is even white? I mean, look at you and I. We're not, well, you're not white. Yeah. I'm kind of like a light brown. It's not even a color. It's a, such a satanic thing to cause division so and, and destruction. But What but, color? What color is God? I think he's, he's, he's perfect light, which incorporates all the colors. Okay, so all the colors will, will be in God. Of course. All the colors. So he's light. We're all made in his image. God is light, and in him there's no darkness. Yeah. And light has all the spectrum inside it. Yeah, of course. So, so there isn't such, there isn't such a thing as color. No. 
So it's Satan. It's just Satan that makes it because we all have the same blood. We all created the same cells, genes, mm-hmm. DNA. So that's why it's, it's disturbing. So the thing is, when back to the con- conversation about how do we know what companies support? Now, you and I very strongly will not support Starbucks ever. And I have very strong opinions why I don't support because Starbucks. Of, because of the satanic... Well, for you, you, first reason for you is... The, the satanic emblem, the, um, the idol, and also the fact that the company itself states it. Yeah, what do they call that thing with a siren? I don't know. A, I don't really siren. Yeah. And, that, I, and I have seen demons, um, and, and people, people drink a cup of coffee. Basically, they are, they are basically... Drinking a cup of demon. Drinking the cup, it's like having a cup of Satan yeah. on it. They're drinking it, and then they are pointing it up to God. In other words, in your face, God, um, I'm snubbing you by drinking it in front of you. These are Christians. So I cannot be there. I cannot do that. No, and, right? and, and years before I knew what that, that symbol represented, I was always a mermaid anyway, but years before I knew what that symbol represented, I couldn't support them because the the owner or the CEO said, if... People don't like the fact that we support gay marriage. We don't want you to come into our premises and support our brand. So we don't want you. So I thought, okay, you don't want me. Perfect. Second thing is they're very outspoken and they give to Planned Parenthood. So they sponsor Planned Parenthood, um, which is abortion, which I can't stand. And the third thing is they refuse to have Starbucks in Israel. And to me, that's anti-Semitic. And I, I just couldn't support a company that doesn't want to go into Israel. So... That was for years my reason for not going, but then the siren, the image, the demonic symbol is even more. So, okay, so that's you and me. We don't go to Starbucks. But now, you know, what about Walmart and all these stores that carry, you know, any kind of, uh, I'm going to call it six colors because I refuse to call it the rainbow, six color flags or any of those 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 T-shirts. Do we avoid going to them? What about Walmart who in some states will pay for, uh, people to go and have abortions. I mean, we live in Canada. We pay taxes to a government where there's no abortion laws at all. You know, how do you how do you stop where the connection goes from supporting which companies to what company, right? No, isn't it amazing when you say that? I think about Yeshua's words where he spoke to the rich man and he said to the rich man, "Go and sell all that you have. Give to the poor." So you're telling us we must sell everything and go and live north and not have to buy anything from well, well, any stores ever? Why north? Why not? Because you have to pay taxes, yeah. And but if you don't have anything, how can you pay taxes on anything? And where do we sleep? Where do you lay our head? Exactly. How do you well, take care of your family? A man who doesn't take care of his family? Well, the Lord will, the Lord will take care of it, right? Is that what you're telling people? <laughs> no. I, I am saying, like, like the, the more that you have, the more that you want, the more that you you, you, you support that. And I, look at, I think about the early church. The early church, like this somewhat... Even though you may not agree with it, this is somewhat still has Christian influences in a lot of government things and in the laws and things like that. In the first two, three centuries, there was no such thing, right? There was a pagan directed by the Roman Empire. And if you wanted to go into a certain marketplace, it was this deity. And you wanted to buy food, you could go into this, de- into this place and you had to buy. Some places you had to go in, you had to go offer incense in order to show that you weren't a Christian so that you can go in. So there's a number of these kind of um, things in the early church. And even in during the early church time period in Romans, they used to have infanticide. So in other words, it wasn't even abortion. Abortion was the easy part for them. It was the 
children that were less than three years old, putting them under a tree, letting them tying them to a tree, letting them die. Now that's that's just as bad, right? But we're heading down that road, Andre. We're heading down that road. I know, but I'm saying, well, what did the early church deal? How did they deal with that? Okay, how did they deal with that? And then we should ask ourselves, what can we take the learnings that they had and see if we can implement those learnings for us today? You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah, it, it, it's it's difficult to know, you know, where do you draw the line? How do you help people? How do you, well, what do you stand up to? Um, I mean, if you think about the whole concept, you know, even the transgender reading stories at library time to kids, why why do they have to go and read to kids? Why do they have to introduce that to kids? Even Satan's most, plan. Even most tra- sat- it's a, uh, drag it queens will say, Satan. don't yeah. even allow any children into any of these. are all adult places people go to. Why can't they go gardening or go and read to old people or volunteer to clean up the streets? Why does it have to be children? Why do they have to be reading to children? Satan. I know that. And so, but but I know we're going a little over the place because it's 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 all these messed up issues that are the plan of the enemy which put us into the situation. I mean, I could even say, why do we even buy from Amazon? Amazon powers all these Google, YouTube, uh, their, their web server powers all the channels that are censored around the world. I mean, I found out this week that you can't watch Rumble, an alternate video, an alternate video site. You can't watch it in France. I don't know how many other countries it's, it's banned in. So you've got, you know, there's this constant censorship by supporting Amazon, but, that, but, but Amazon that's not dependent on Amazon. That's the France government that that um, stopped Rumble. Rumble's yeah, but who do you think's powering Google and YouTube and all these? I mean, yeah. Amazon has huge amount of influence around the world. Huge. Mm-hmm. So every time we give a dollar to Amazon, we're giving more money to to support all the censorship of all the doctors and nurses and people, the truth truth tellers. We're supporting it. I mean, does do we have to create a completely separate parallel society? Like to avoid so, all this so stuff. That's why going back to the early church, like early they church, did create a parallel society. No, no, they actually still went into places like markets. Yeah, but they lived amongst themselves, and then they they reached out, and then eventually the pagans wanted to become part of it. And then Constantine, I mean, they were yeah, praying but, constantly. But the point is, they still ate food from the market places that oh, were yeah. pagan marketplaces. They still went and got food there. Now, obviously, they didn't go and they didn't go eat necessarily eat pork and stuff. But they went to these places, and and if it was vegetables and if it was meat, if they didn't if they didn't know it was sacrificed to idols, like literally they could see it, they would take it and they go home and eat it, and they'll pray over it because it's, it's it's food that God created to be received with thanksgiving, so they brought brought that home. But if when they knew it was offered to idols, and this was like offered to idols, they would not have eaten it, and that's where a lot of the Christians were killed. Uh, and martyred because they refused to eat it or f- uh, refused to put incense on it, which is understandable. You, you shouldn't be doing that. But, but the point of the matter is, the the message track to the there were two types of Christians during the during the early church. You had the I'm not call them the liberal Christians that you could do whatever you, want, whatever you wanted to. You would lie in order to get around. In other words, no, 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 I'll, I'll offer incense on the altar. No, I'm believing in Christ and offer incense and then. In front of the public, but behind the scenes, they were private, they, f- they followed Christ. There was that kind of Christian. 
Now, some people will say that's not a Christian. Actually, then there's another type of Christians that they would refuse to. And then those Christians said to the other ones, you guys are the, f you are the foolish virgins. You are the ones that are, um, uh, if you follow Christ, the Bible says very clearly, he who lives godly will suffer persecution. <laughs> you're, not, you're not there to avoid persecution. You're just to, but the thing is, you don't go out there and say, oh, I want to be persecuted. No, you do good stuff. In other words, you go help, you, you stand up, you protect the widows, the children, the, the fatherless. Um, you protect. But, but you also, at the same time, when you're doing the protecting, you also need to be showing love. And when I say showing love, it's not the world defined as love. In other words, tolerate evil. Christ didn't tolerate evil. He sat with sinners. He ate with them. Understand why do you do what you do? But he prayed for them. He set them free. That's what we ought to do. Our objective is not to um, hide ourselves like a monk somewhere in some place, have our own little garden, have our own little um, community. Uh, mm, the Mennonites. No. We are in our own little we are, we are supposed to be going into the world, but we're not of the world. We need to go into the world. So I, I do think that the early church, especially in the times such as now, we should be looking at the examples of the early church, and especially the ones that that met in secret. So you're not aligned to Christians creating their own community and building everything within, from within. So you, you have your own carpentry people, you have your own house builders, plumbers, electricians, mechanics. You all utilize Christian skills. Other communities do it. Look at the Muslim community and the, and the Jewish community. They all help I, I, each I other. Think, I think that's good. I think that's good. I don't think it's bad. And I think, hey, I think if, if I had a choice between, uh, if I had something that's very important to me and I, want, I needed to trust somebody, I would get Christian people to do it because, and I will, okay, I find a lot of Christian people that in the past have also been very hypocritical. So not just, just because they're Christian doesn't necessarily mean that they have any values, right? So I want to make sure that you, we understand that. But um, the Bible says, do good to all. And this is in uh, um, Galatians 6 verse 10. Do good to all, especially to the household of faith. In other words, if you have two options between a believer and a non-believer, give the job to the believer, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're doing it unto Christ. Even in Matthew 25, it says, when did we, when did we uh, visit you in prison? When did we clothe you? He says, when you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it unto me. Same, exactly the same with um, today. Um, so in terms of communities, of course, yes, find out who they are. But I, do, I don't believe that we as Christians should be living by... Um, Focusing on self-preservation. And I know it's very hard. Uh, for me, it's very, very hard. Self-preservation. You know what I mean by that self-preservation? Mm -hmm. It was, how do I uh, protect myself? Because the Lord says, we need to die daily. And as Paul says, we need to die daily. And then he, Christ himself says, whoever tries to save his life will lose it. And self-preservation is trying to save ourselves. We want to protect ourselves. So Christ says, Take up the cross and follow me. When you take up the cross, think of it. Uh, when people took up the cross, they were walking to go and die. What do you think they thought about when they were walking to die? The Christians or the non-Christians? The Christians. When they picked up the cross to walk. I, I, am I repented? Am I right with God? Am I ready to meet my maker? I think that's what they're probably thinking. And what else would they be thinking about? Sharing 
the gospel with others before they die, telling their families on the route people, there. Yeah, on the route there, and telling and, people who are listening. And who would be the most important to them as, as they're walking towards the, their death? Their family, the unbelievers, those who they the, the last chance they have to speak. Yeah, wanting make sure that your family goes to heaven and meet them one day. Yeah. So doing every and isn't that the main focus, right? Because we can get caught away with with saving our life, focusing on life insurance, focusing on uh, off-the-grid stuff. Now, you know us, we have off-the-grid, we are able to, well, we try to be, right, um, self-sufficient. Um, but there's still some sense of self-preservation because if, if, the, if, if there was a government uh, revolution or some kind of thing like that, guess what, you can't stay at your house. Right, you, you have to move. So no matter how well prepared a person can be, they're never prepared enough. Never prepared enough. And so that's why we have to be just anchored in Christ, uh, focus on Him, focusing on spreading the gospel. And, and I know it's hard not be self-preservation or trying to save ourselves, um, but lose ourselves for His sake. So, so are you going to eat a Chick-fil-A again or not? Uh, am I, I'm going to eat a Chick-fil-A again. Okay, so are you going to drink Bud Light? I don't, for sure I don't drink beer. But if, if I had... I, I think we need to teach people some lessons. I think Target will be a good lesson because they made it overtly. Well, we don't have it in, in, in Canada, um, but yeah. Um, the issue isn't that they had pride stuff, stuff at Target. I think the issue was the fact that they made outfits for babies to hide their genitalia. Mm-hmm. Well, then, so, I, so, then I could say to you, well, what about Teletubbies? Because they, they were no sex, <laughs> male, female, right? Or the Smurfs, or whatever, no sexes. So don't you watch them? So I think, you know, don't get carried away. Like, don't go but over the... that's what gl- I'm saying. Where's yeah. the line? Do you not watch Major League Baseball? Because they... They were so rude to the Christian who stood up and said he doesn't support pride. You know, there, I think there's some things that some people are convicted by, and if you're convicted by it, then don't, right? I'm, so leave it up to personal conviction. That's one. The other one is if they go against God directly, and they and they, they hate God, and they speak against God and go against God's people, you cannot side with them at all. Because if you side with them, you say, well, what about... No, so there are weightier issues that, that should be... So we know. So, but also at the same time, we need to understand that in Amazon or at Amazon or whatever the company may be, there are Christians that work there. There are Christians that work there, and they and they are and they are doing good. They are doing good things. They are trying to be the yeast. You could say that about darkest. Bud Light. You could say there that isn't about... a company on this planet. I want to say this again. There's not a, not a company on this planet. There's not a church on this planet that isn't corrupt. In some way, exactly my point. So the so, thing is, so, how, where do you draw the line? That's what we keep coming back to. Where do you draw the line? And the, and, and and I would say the two thing is going against God in those idols, um, staying away from idols. Um, when I say staying away, celebrating with the idols, cele- celebrating anything that is associated with evil. When God says it's, it's, it's evil, stay away from that. Abhor it. Um, um, do not call what is good evil and evil good. Don't do that. Because then evil will come to your house, the Bible says. So you, you don't want that stuff. So that's one. Number two, anybody that comes against God's people, the believers, 
that's another one. Those are the two things for me personally. And then there's obviously the third one, which is be conviction. When they spoken up, when that company spoke against men and were disrespectful to men, I'll never buy their product ever again in my entire life. That's for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. But those two things in the beginning, like I said, coming against God, um, talking about celebrating sin, absolutely not. And two, number two, you remember what number two was? Coming uh, against God, the, God's people. Like I'm not talking about children. I'm talking about God's people, like believers, actually targeting them. And there's many companies that target believers. Those are the ones I, I, I stay away from as much as possible. Now, when they're overtly, and I know, right? I know, because you can, I, I, as I'm sitting here, the reason I'm quiet is I'm also thinking about movies we watch, and I'm thinking about Hollywood, and Hollywood is so perverted, and it's, you know, so satanic in so much of its its information that it's sharing. So how do you choose what you watch? Like, you know, I, sometimes I wonder, is to. it better to just lock yourself on an island and avoid all this stuff? But like you said, we, we're supposed to be in the world, not of it. So That's why we have Holy Spirit, right? Because... In the, without Holy Spirit, there's no way that we are able to navigate through this world. There is absolutely no way. Mm -hmm. the, the best um, Israelites couldn't. They couldn't. And they fell. The best. Okay, S Samuel, the best, couldn't. You need Holy Spirit. We need Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's why God gave us the best gift, Holy Spirit, to be holy in the midst of this. So in the, in the Old Testament, when they used to touch something, uh, they used to be dirty. Like if, they, if a priest walked around and touched something that... One of the holy items in the tabernacle or in the temple. Or, or right? touched something that was like um, something that was bad, it wasn't correct. Then they had to go and wash. They oh, were contaminated, oh, oh, yeah. right? So, and then they were contaminated. But now, what we, it's, now it's reversed. Now we as believers, because of the Holy Spirit inside us, when we walk and we touch the defiled, they get clean. We don't get t uh, touched. They get imparted. They get touched. So we should be walking around touching, helping other people, shining the light in this dark world. And sometimes they cannot see it. That's okay. But get them to have an encounter with God, I believe, is mm -hmm. the most powerful way of bringing them to the Lord. It's not about lecturing them. It's not about showing them how wrong they are because they won't be able to see it anyway. It's about letting them have an encounter with God. Can I pray for you? Can you pray? Lord can touch them. I think that's the most powerful, powerful, powerful thing that we, we can do. Wow. Okay, so I, I, I'm looking at our time. I think we, we, we've done our 30 minutes. So I think I prayed last time. Do you want to pray this time? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I just want to say in closing, I mean, it is a, it is a, it is a very difficult uh, path to navigate. And... Uh, it resonated with me when you said, you know, we do have our own conviction and obviously that comes from Holy Spirit. And some of us, I think, are more uh, conscious of what's going on than than others. And I don't think we should be oblivious to the way of Satan and how he does try and manipulate and deceive and infiltrate. But while you were speaking, it came to my mind that sometimes... Being in the world so much, one can easily become like a be like a chameleon. You know, your one's colors can mingle with the world, and one can start to look like the world. And one way to prevent or stop that is to spend time fasting and praying, 
because fasting and praying removes one's focus on the flesh and allows one to refocus on hearing the Spirit's voice clearly. And so I would I just add to what you said about you know listening to Holy Spirit enable in, in, in order to listen to him more clearly one needs to fast and pray to be able to open up those avenues to hear more clearly from him as to how to navigate the the world we live in i think we need to talk about fasting one day too because there's a different idea of what fasting is especially with the uh with lent and all that very the various informations out there it's not okay to to fast tv or, or, or fast and have lemon juice or all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, okay, we, we we'll save it for another day. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I'll pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you for the discussion we've had today, Lord. I pray that for all those listening, they will be able to navigate their way through this world, which we know is run by the enemy but Lord you've given us this bright light to be able to see where we're going said man plans where you direct his steps your word is a lamp unto our path and a light to our feet so we just pray for your lamp and your light to shine brightly in our lives so that not only can we navigate our own lives Lord but that we may lay down our lives for you and for others to share your good news and the gospel that you've given us, Lord. And I pray for each person to be able to represent you um, in their, in the, as representatives of your kingdom to this world. I pray this all right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.